This is the Arts Empire Podcast. I'm your host, Tion Buku One. We go deep diving into some of the most amazing, inspirational people in my life that I've known who have turned their art into a career. Sharing the tips, the trades, the gems, the lugs, all that good stuff for you and yours. Enjoy. On this episode of Arts Empire, we have Domino of the legendary Hieroglyphics crew. Domino has managed most, if not all, of the Hieroglyphics members at some point in time, helped launch their independent label, and still plays a major role in Hieroglyphics, including managing Dell, working with Dan the Automator, and many, many more. He has also been a big brother and a mentor guide to me into my land of management, and he has a wealth of wisdom, and I'm glad he sat down with us to share just a little, a little tidbit of it. So tune in right now to Domino of the Mighty Hieroglyphics crew. Uncle Dad's multiverse. Yes. The podcast is here to unearth the clues to share gems, wisdom from those who pay dues to the kings and queens behind the scenes who've done the work, planted seeds, and built the dream. Art empire, desire for autonomy, dropping tricks to the trade for all of us to peep. Don't sleep, don't sleep. Wake up to find this knowledge on top, entertainment at its finest. Lo and behold, unfold the hidden scroll. It's time to shed the light on the stories untold. This podcast is old, we speak the truth. Each one teach one is the good power you. Who cool? One step beyond the host. Director of the vibe with a gang of jokes. Tune in, tell a friend, share the wealth of game. Take notes, these words spoke, release the chains. Free up the brain with ideas galore. So many career hacks, mentors to explore. Free up the brain with ideas galore. So many career hacks, mentors to explore for sure. What do you think the biggest mistake independent artists make in this in this navigating the art and the business stuff? I think it goes back to what we said in initially. The biggest mistake is thinking that you can just be an artist, you know? Right. I think that um, you know, when you know, we Hyrule was with signed to majors and indies, so I, and I was experiencing both. And the first thing you learn real quick as an independent artist is that you don't have the big you know, sea of people there to help you. So you know, right. you're not like, hey, you know what? You, we need to do your bio. Go talk to the publicist. Okay, you need to do a video. Get you know, go read the treatments. You know, like none. You know, you don't have all of that. You know, right. it's like it's like this is just you. <laughs> you know, it's you or somebody close to you that believes in you. And so I think right. that motherfuckers who are like, yo, I'm gonna be an artist and I'm gonna put my shit out myself. Like that's that's uh, it's harder. I will say this though, with because so many people you know are just no online only, you're able to to basically become popular just by recording a, a single song. You know what I mean? Right. And so what? But but where you take it that that you know it's you you know if you're gonna take that initially and then and run with it you're going to realize you need to put in some work as well it isn't just going to take off just off that 
you know, you still got work to put in, you know? Right. No, that's real. That was a, see, I was waiting for like the, the next 20 minute quest answer to just keep going. <laughs> Man, I, I got it out. You quick. know what? <laughs> you know what? The long ass, you know, since I did it so long already, I was like, uh, let me, I just, you know, it was easier to put in the nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you got you got a test run. Yeah. So what is, what do you find is the most creative part of management? Because people say, let me preface it, because a lot of times I'll hear people be like, oh, I'm not an artist, I'm just a manager. Or, you know, I'm like, you know, that is an art. You know, to to, to organize and lead groups of of grown people, young people, um, with all the emotions and all the different stuff, like, that's an art. So, you know. I I guess it depends how you you, uh, define art. I don't necessarily think it's an art. It's a talent, for sure. I'm not sure if it's an art. You know what I mean? Like, because people, people, you know, let's play this in any, in any business, you know, out of from mute, from the most artistic, which is like music or, right. or filmmaking or something to, you know, delivering packages, whatever, or having a delivery service or a cupcakes or, you know, you, you gotta be able to lead people. If it's just more right. than just you, you gotta be able to make, you know, to you got to be able to direct people respectfully, you know, and, and so um, I think that's just a talent that any leader, whether it's a manager of a rap artist or a manager of a McDonald's, is going to have to have some kind of ability to do. Otherwise, you ain't going to be successful at it. Right. So you know, like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it as an art personally. That part right. of the job, you know, it's certainly a talent, and and it, you know. And it takes a lot of, like I said earlier, it takes a lot of the ability to be able to understand people, to be able to to move them, you know, understand. Because, you know, like, for instance, everyone in Hyro is different, right? If I look at right. my personal. And so, like, what it takes to motivate casual is different than what it takes to motivate Tajay. You know what I'm right. saying? Or Dell, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's different. You know, some people you can be tougher on than others you know some people right. need pat on the back it's like a sports coach it's the same thing yeah you know you got to know how you got to know the difference you can't just treat everyone you can't just treat everyone equal if if you're trying if you're trying to get something out of out of them because not everyone's the same so you can't treat them all the same as far as when you're trying right. to get them motivated right right so tell me the difference between a manager on tour and an artist on tour, because you know, <laughs> tour is a different beast. And uh, 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 I brought people. I, go ahead. <laughs> an artist on tour works, shows up at the show. Maybe they go to sound check, and then and then they go back. Basically, let's just say a good artist, right? We'll say a, a good artist goes to sound check, right? They go <laughs> to their hotel. They come to the show. And then they leave the show, and that's the gist of their job, right? Right. A right. manager, you're working all the other times, right? So you might right. be advancing the show tomorrow or the day after, right? And you might be figuring out whether or not uh, what what uh, you know what's what time you got to figure out what time you're leaving every day. You got to figure out, know your artist well enough to know, okay, what time do I need to say they need to be downstairs versus the reality of when they need to be downstairs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, 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 right. know, you got, if you're, if you got an artist who has 
a label, you're dealing with the label people. You're dealing with the people hitting you up for, for guest lists. You're dealing with some artists getting them food. You know what I'm saying? Finding a, you know, some artists only eat about two things. And so you got to find out where the fuck you can find one of those places. You know, uh, you know, you got to, a lot of you got to make sure that the merchandise is set up. You got to make sure that, right. you know, the settlement is straight. This is after the show when the artist is kicking it with girls or going to the hotel, you know what I mean? Right. Or just even just going to sleep. Like you got a lot more to, to do. And so there's a big difference between right. what a manager does on the road and what an artist does. Because really the only thing you're needed for is a show. You cannot go to sound check. You cannot, you could just, as long as you're there for the show, the show will go on. If the manager right. ain't doing his job, the artist may never even get there. <laughs> that is very true. So what is your favorite part about touring? Well, because I come from the standpoint of being on stage too, I, are you talking about in general or from the standpoint of just a manager? No, just as Domino. I mean, it's always the, the response from the crew. I mean, like that's as hard as touring is and as tiring it is, you always get your recharge from the show. And so if the show is good, yeah. it stimulates you for the next three or four days. If the show is not good, it puts you back. You know what I mean? That's yeah. really how you get your charge for the to moving forward in a show in, in, on tour, you know. And yeah. So it's always the resp the crowd response and talking to people after and all that. Like, and they, you know, I mean, like, I don't never take that for granted, man. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't right. easy to get somebody who cares about you, in in you know, especially for as long as they've cared about us. You know, right, and so right. like, and so like, I always appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? The fact that somebody spent their own money and, and put aside time to come to see you and maybe even spent more money on a T-shirt or some music or a hat. And, 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 then, and then they stay after to tell you how much you meant to them. Like, right. how could you? I mean, I, I don't understand artists who can't appreciate that who, or who feel they're too big to accept. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's right. the best part. Right. No, I mean, I, I've, I've told I've, people sometimes, like, I, I don't know if I could have lasted as long as a manager or a tour manager if I didn't perform or wasn't on stage. Mm -hmm. Because like because exactly from what you're saying, I think I've tour managed a very small set of times where I didn't have any performance duties and it was exhausting with very little replenishment. Right. So in a way, it's harder because you've been on both sides. So it's a little harder to have one without the other. I get that, too. I mean, yeah, I've done yeah, it when yeah. I haven't I haven't performed. And it's just a different thing, you know. Yeah. You just don't get that that stimulation, you know what I mean, that you get from the show when right. you're just being a manager, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, then what is your – what? okay, what is the most frustrating thing about touring? Uh, probably dealing with promoters that don't know what they're doing. And so that usually translates into how you get treated because most, but pretty much like if you, you know, most of the time you go through promoters that know what they're doing or venues that know what they're doing. And then, so you, there's kind of a certain standard that you expect, right? And so you go and you suddenly get with some kid who's putting on their second show who rented out a venue then you find that they don't know that they're supposed to fucking have food for you backstage, no matter what you right. said on the writer. 
You know right, saying? right. <laughs> they, 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 they don't have the same kind of standards as far as musical equipment. They're borrowing their cousins' turntables who are beat to death. You know what I mean? Like, and so, like, and even if, you, and every once in a while, you'll get a venue who, who you deal with those things, but at least they're used to dealing with artists. So if there's a problem, you know right. what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, they're used to having to, they realize that they got to kind of handle it. But like, and, and they know how to. A lot of these these young promoters are, are, are shady promoters, like a lot of people used to say, like they, they don't know what to do when you're saying, yo, like, there's no monitors on stage. We can't, right, right. we can't play. What do you mean you can't play? You could hear it. No. Right, right. <laughs> you know I mean? No. Right. I'm not out there. I, I'm not going to hear that, you know? And right, so, you know, right. like, you know, and so that's probably the most frustrating, especially after doing it a long time, you get used to certain standards. Then every once in a while you're running to somebody. And, and now I'm at the point now that after 20 some odd years or whatever, like I can see it don't even, I don't, I know this is going to happen before I even get to the venue based on the interaction with the artist, right. you know, with the promoter. Right, right. You can just tell who's, knows what they're doing and who doesn't by the first conversation that you have before you even hit town. Right, right. Oh, deposit? What, what, what do you mean, deposit? Right, right. You, know, you got to like send half the, you know, like if you get, right. you know, that's standard shit. I can't just pay yeah. you before? No. <laughs> no. If they don't get that, then then the, then the deposit goes up. Like we need 75% now. Based upon your, your response to my first question about deposit, now I feel even less safe about working with you. So I need 75 or so yeah. what before we get off tours, I'll get off I'll ask one more touring question and we'll just ask a couple of questions and we'll let it let it ride and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um what is one of your craziest like horror stories on tour on the business side though, not personal, but on the business side. I mean it all horror stories. Let's see. On business? Yeah, I mean, so I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. Okay. So, you know, when we work with like Peter Schwartz and everybody, you know, you have the big structured booking agent. And, you know, they had all their routes and their same promoters they work with pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. But in those tours, you realize after a while there's huge gaps in the market that we're not going to. As like there's hell of cities that we don't hit oh, because right, we're always right, hitting right. the same ones. Right. Because so, they don't you know, have relationships. Right. Right. So I ventured out and I started working with a guy who did a lot of the like, lower southeast midwest type market that we never did mm-hmm. um and i worked with him for a while and he booked some good shows and so then i was like all right cool well then go ahead and book like a run so he booked like a 10-day run for us and was collecting the deposits and so we do the we do the tour and at the end of the tour you settle up you know at the end of the tour you always get your deposits back from the you know booking agent or whatever and we couldn't find his dude mm-hmm. and he ended up fully disappearing his, his parents were older, they passed away, so he, he relapsed on a drug binge and basically disappeared on us with, like, seven racks worth of deposits for Dell. Right. And so, basically, me and Eula, we just ate it. Our company ate it. Like, uh, we never once, never brought it up because it, it was our loss. Right. We just ate it. Wow. So that, was, that was my biggest, like, uh, I mean, I, I think that they always have to do with money, you know. Right. I think right. most of the horror stories have to do with money. Um, I mean, you know, there, there, there's been a lot of different things that, that kind of went down. I mean, there, you know, I remember there was a few high runs where it seemed like we were getting in a lot of fights with people. 
Right. One one story that I can think about is that was kind of a horror as a manager was I was on tour in Europe with Deltron. We were on tour and um, we were going, I think we were going, we were, I don't remember where we, were, where we were, we were somewhere in Germany. And it was one of those long overnight drives, right? And, you know, every, so everyone's asleep and every once in a while, you know, as you know, if you're on a bus, we were on a bus. Um, the bus stops at, you know, at to get gas or whatever. And, and generally when, you know, and so, that's normal, but most people sleep through it. And I guess if people are awake, they might get out and go get some snacks or whatever. Well, on this tour, you know, there was a stop. I was asleep. You know, the bus keeps going on to the, you know, the next city after filling up with gas. And suddenly I get woke up by one of the artists that says, so-and-so was left at the, oh, at the gas station. That, that he had gotten out of his bunk, the bus driver was didn't see him, and he went in, and the bus driver, assuming everyone was still asleep, had fucking left the dude. Left, oh it was two God. guys, it was actually two guys. And, 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 and so like, I, we're like two, three hours down the road. You know oh, what I mean? shit. Like it wasn't like ten minutes or later. What had happened was they couldn't get a hold of nobody because they, you know, oh, everyone was asleep. I was right. asleep. Oh shit! And you know, when you're in a Euro, you know, it's different. Euro phone. I don't. I guess you know, and we were probably in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know if it wouldn't go through, but somehow he, he couldn't get a hold of us. And so then the bus driver, you know, and so that's like a true. Like you're like fuck, like. You just left two dudes at the side of the road who are two hours away. Right. Know? Like that's stress. And, and, and it wasn't Dell or Dan or Koala. So the show right. was okay. <laughs> but you know, your job. Is oh, they to, didn't make the show. Oh, no. They, 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 no, the bus driver went back and got them. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Like they, we got dropped off. I forgot what happened, but. And we, and we were close enough to the next place that we got dropped off and the bus driver returned. I don't, you know, I, I don't remember how I worked it out, but damn, you know, yeah. you know, and then you got like, you know, as documented on the, the Hyrule DVD, full circle DVD, Opio got arrested and, you know, like, you know, there's always something that's happened. Right. But yeah, that was probably the, you know, the, the, the most worrisome, but yeah, definitely the, you know, the promoters, I never had nothing happen like that. But I have had dudes who, who, ran, you know, didn't have money to pay. Right. Know? And one thing I learned too is that you know, like, you know, the whole thing about you get paid up front—that's cool. And then generally, as, at least for me, as I would right. work with somebody over the years, I would, you know, maybe be a little bit more lenient on that because I had a track record with the person. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And then, and then. And then, like maybe not, like oh yeah, you know what, just you know, no deposit, whatever. And 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 then because you have years of working with this person, but you never know when it's going to, yeah. you know, musical chairs. And so I had to learn that the hard way too. Is that it? Don't matter how many times that you work with somebody, you still have to stick to the same standards because, yeah. you know, you never know when somebody, as you say, is going to have a relapse and and, yeah. and run away with your money. Or maybe they're like getting out of the game and they're trying to just 
you know, burn it all down right then. And okay, the heat, right. You know what I mean? But right. I will say this, though, is that I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more less likely to do direct stuff than I was early on in the game. Like, you know, I, I, I let the fucking booking agent deal with that. You know, right, I mean? right. somebody don't pay you. That's their job. That's what they get their 10 percent for. Right, you know what I'm and, and I don't want to have to deal with that. You booked it. He don't pay. Fucking sick him. You know, right, right. You know, and that's, no, that's and, and, and you know, like I know a lot of people that don't like fucking with like booking agents for a lot of different reasons. But like, if there's any reason that if there's any reason is that is that right. you have a bull who's working on your behalf, who has the clout of other artists that they book to hold over people who want to be funny about the money, right. No, that's real. That's real. All right, we'll wrap it up. Let me see if anybody has any questions. If you have any questions, this is the time now. We probably got another 10 minutes. I'm going to let my man get on. So one question was, did having kids help you in your management skills? <laughs> no, nah, being a manager helped me in my parenting skills, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. My kids were, were born really premature. And I did. I didn't know that they were going to live or die when they were first the first week or two, and so it put it put everything in perspective. In particularly working on behalf of grown men, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like, yo, like you know, all the shit that I used to sweat about dudes not working. You know, they wanted to blow off shit on their own career. I stopped giving right. a fuck at that point because I was like, you know what? I realized that there's more to life than trying to make you make money for yourself you know right. so i think not just music but i think it put everything into perspective having kids that were like on the brink when they were first born you know right right uh someone asked okay how do you feel about sampling in hip-hop at this point do you think it should still garner the same respect as before yeah i mean I, you know let's put like this i'll give you an answer as somebody who's a 90s producer Right, who samples and still samples? Of course, I think it should garner respect. But I, but I, I, you know, I don't think that there's any doubt about it. But at the same time, I will say that a good song is a good song, no matter how you get to it. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's sampling or not sampling, you may like the feel of samples. You may, you know, maybe that's the thing that stimulates you, so you're gonna like that type of stuff more. But I don't. Whether or not, I, like, I remember there was a lot, a lot of time where people were like, oh, it's all like, you know, it's all play keyboard. I don't like it. And like, I, I think that however method you, you make a song that's a good song is fine by me. Lo and behold, unfold the hidden scroll. It's time to shed the light on the stories untold. This podcast is old. We speak the truth. Each one teach one is the good power you. Who cools one step beyond the host. Director of the vibe with a gang of jokes. Tune in, tell a friend, share the wealth of game. Take notes, these words spoke, release the chains. Free up the brain.